Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education, where our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have once again in the studio, Lynn Pierre-Jones. How are you? Doing great. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here again. Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. And I just want to say one more time, one thing that's so important that we believe here is that what you're doing as parents, there's not hardly anything else going on that's more important than what you're doing. And so we're uh, excited that you're taking your job, your God-given responsibility seriously, and we're here to help you in any way we can. We want you to leave this program um, inspired, excited, and, and ready to continue to fulfill that responsibility. So tell us what we have uh, on the show today for that purpose. All right. Homeschool News. We'll be looking at a concerning homeschool bill being considered in England. We'll also tell you about a field trip we got planned here in North Carolina to try on Palace. Now, in Homeschool Conversations, today we will listen to interviews with Andrea Thorpe, one of our Thrive Homeschool Conference speakers, and Melanie Willis, NCHE's Region 2 Liaison. And finally, of course, as always, we will have the Homeschool Tip of the Week where we are going to call all dads. We're going to talk to dads and we're going to encourage dads about how to be a better homeschool parent. So go ahead and grab your your husband or your dad and bring them over so they can uh, enjoy the show with you. All right, we're going to start with homeschool news, and we have um, an article written by Mike Donnelly, who is one of our featured speakers at the conference from HSLDA, and he wrote this article entitled, British Homeschool Registry Bill Foreshadows Far-Reaching Regulations. So I just want to share a couple of portions from this article with you. Homeschooling in England has flourished for decades, as the law has historically given parents the freedom to choose and organize home education plans to meet the needs of every child. But a bill introduced in the British Parliament, which includes a new mandatory homeschool registry, would give education bureaucrats unfettered power to impose far-reaching, intrusive, and arbitrary rules. This registry idea has been pushed by English education bureaucrats for years on the grounds that the government needs to know about the education of every single child. But presuming that the government needs to specially monitor the education of children taught by their parents is wrong. And that presumption is certainly not a a legitimate reason to gather sensitive data and intrude into the lives of private citizens. You know, I would want to point out that one of our values here at NCHE is um, parental authority. Right. You mm-hmm. know, we believe that the parents are the ones who have been given the God, who have given the responsibility and authority by God to raise and educate their children um, and to make those educational choices. And we don't believe that that uh, responsibility rides, resides at the government level no. to oversee parents. Correct. So one of the reasons why a registry registry is being proposed is ostensibly to prevent children not in school from experiencing abuse. However, laws already exist to investigate and respond to child abuse. Adding new bureaucratic requirements for a child welfare uh, checks of home educators will only affect law-abiding citizens as well as increase the workloads of child protection workers Reduce the resources needed to address actual abuse mm-hmm. cases. And, you know, a lot of people in the United States are using child abuse 
as uh, a reasoning to regulate home educators. Mm -hmm. But that's the same thing we point out. There's already laws in place for that. We don't need to add new laws when um, those laws are already in place. There is nothing wrong with the current English law on home education and certainly no data or evidence to suggest such a significant change is needed. All evidence points to the fact that home education produces excellent academic, social, civic, and emotional outcomes. So we're going to be with HSLDA. We're going to be keeping an eye on this and and see how things develop. So we want to just mention to you that we have a really fun field trip planned for you coming up soon on Tuesday, September 27th at the Tryon Palace in New Bern, North Carolina. Transport yourself and your children back to the year 1770. That's what it says on the website. (laughs) When the British... uh, Colonial Governor William Tryon lived and ruled from New Bern. In 1775, the palace became the center of colonial government with the beginning of the Revolutionary War and remained North Carolina's capital until it was moved to Raleigh in 1792. This is a major historical place yes, for is. North Carolina. You should take your kids to this. This, That's is, a, cool. this is a great uh, plan. So put that on your calendar, and we'll have a link in the show notes where you can go and register. Sounds great. Yep. Now, moving on to homeschool conversations. At our Thrive Homeschool Conference this year, our very own T. Essence had a fantastic conversation with Andrea Thorpe, one of our conference speakers. After she's worked in public school systems for many years, Andrea has spent the last 12 years homeschooling her three daughters. In addition to being a speaker on home education, she has authored many articles and books. Let's listen to T. Essence's conversation with Andrea. Andrea Thorpe, so glad that you are here. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Because um, you drove far. Yes, all okay. the way from New Jersey. Okay, down to North Carolina. But I you did. came yes. because you had some great workshops to present to us that we are so grateful. So can you tell us a little bit about the workshops that you presented? Okay, so while I was here, I did three. Okay. Uh, the first one was how to meet the emotional needs of your teenagers. Wow. Because I feel like sometimes when you come to homeschool conferences, there's a lot of information if you have small children. But then there are people like me who have teenagers and I'm always thinking, oh my gosh, don't forget about me, don't forget about me. So I thought it was important to talk to people about how to meet the emotional needs of their teenagers. Um, They're in high school, that teenage time is a a big time of transition. Our kids still need us, you know, not the way they did when they were small, but they still need us, so we still need to have a bag of tricks, um, some techniques and some strategies that we can pull from to help them still have a successful homeschool life. So that was the first one. Uh, The second one I did um, was called understanding your child's learning styles. So we know that when we're schooling multiple kids, they all don't learn the same way. I told the people today at the workshop, it would be great If you schooled your kids and the way this first one learned was the way the rest of them learned, but that's not the case. So it's our responsibility to know what our kids' various learning styles are. So we talked about visual learners, auditory learners, and tactile learners, and what what type of characteristics those kids display, and then how we as homeschool parents can teach so that we meet the needs of those specific children. Awesome. Okay. And the last one is mission transition, which is helping your children transition from elementary school 
up to middle school. So before I talk to you about how the teenage years are a time of transition, but we don't want to forget the ones who are in elementary school who now suddenly have to go up to middle school and find out that they have more responsibility, there's more work, um, their bodies are changing. So as parents, we want to be equipped to handle those things too. So that's what that workshop is about. I love all those workshops because like you kind of said, you weren't thinking about the academic stuff, but the things that... um, really kind of drive the academics so where are they in life and how do they learn and how we can help them and yeah. I have a 13 year old so I'm a new teenager parent and that emotional needs it's real that is real you know and as their teachers and their parents um, that's a need that we have to meet you know and that's something so that's awesome that you were it able is. to equip parents and I was way. thinking too that we do like you said there's a lot of there's a lot of focus on academics and yes. certainly we're homeschoolers right Absolutely. That that's definitely important But overall, the other good thing about being home is that we have relationships. And it doesn't matter how great our kids' grades are, how many historical dates they can recite to us, how many books they read. If they leave our house without having had good relationship with us, you know, we haven't done the job. So we want to make sure we're taking care of both of those things. Okay, now what are the ages and, and stages of your kids that you have? I, my oldest is going to be 18 in a few months. She wow. is, she, I'm, I'm, I have a homeschool graduate. Woo! In a week, I'll have a homeschool graduate. That's awesome. So she's on her way to college. Okay. My middle daughter is 15 and she will be a junior okay. in the fall. And then my youngest is 11 and she will be sixth grade in the okay. fall. All girls. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so a household teenage girl, so we yeah. know how to pray for you. Yes. Yes, please and I do. Get, that's why you and pray for my husband, because yes. he's the only man in oh, our house. Man. Pray for him. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I, go on to, I was to ask that about the ages and stages of your kids and what you were saying about relationship. So having those different ages, because um, most homeschoolers do, right? We tend to have a good brood of kids. Right. Um, how would you encourage parents to be able to make time for academics, make time for relationships, meet the emotional needs of kids, help with transitions, especially when you have so many. How would you encourage parents in doing so? I think about it just as a lifestyle. You know what I mean? I don't think about it as, you know, oh, I have to do this. I have to meet this need. I have to do this. I have to do that. I kind of think about it just as living. You know, we know our kids as individuals. We know what our kids need. So in just in the course of living life, I'm meeting their needs. You know, there are some times where, you know, I'll say, I I, I can say to myself, I can tell that, you know, this this girl needs some alone time with me. You just kind of, you know, you look and as the young people like to say you read the room right (laughs) and you see what you see what um, a a child needs at a particular Mm -hmm. time and my other girls they know because they're I can also tell when they have a need and they know when it's their you know turn per se but just and teaching them how to relate to one another how to care for one another too that's that's another part of that relationship too so yes they're getting nurturing from me they're getting nurturing from my husband but the other benefit that comes from home schooling is we don't have to always be the one doing it. Yeah. You know, my my youngest, she's 11. Um, she goes, if she, you know, is having an issue or having a problem, certainly she'll come to my husband and I, but she's got an 18-year-old sister practically. She also yeah. feels comfortable going to her sister and doing that, but that's because we've spent time at home together. We've cultivated relationships together, and we're just living life and doing that. And I think, I think sometimes, and I'm not saying it's not difficult, because I don't want to belittle that at all. But I think sometimes 
if we think too hard about it yes. and we say, oh my gosh, I have to check this box, I have to check this box, I have to do this. No, we just need to live our lives. Okay. And God gives us grace yes, he and he fills in the gaps and things work and fit. So I, I, I hate to see, you know, moms and dads worked up about those yes. kind of things because if we're just living the family life that he's given us, right? Yes. All those things come together and he is the best gap filler there is. Yes, he so. is. I love that. So just <laughs> living at a perspective of this is the family God has given me. So let me be present. Yes. Let me be relational. Let me be a servant of my kids as their caretakers, and then let me empower them to serve one another. Perfectly stated. That's awesome. exactly. You need that's to write good. that down. <laughs> yes, okay. We need to write that down. So that's good. I love that. Um, so again, you've been homeschooling for a while. You got your first homeschool graduate. So for those new moms starting out, what advice would you give to them? I tell new moms to give themselves grace. Okay. You don't have to do everything, and it doesn't have to be done right. Um, and it, can, I, can I add a second thing? Go for it. Enjoy your kids. Yeah. They, they, I, it goes by so fast. Like, it makes me stutter because I feel like we just took my eldest home from the hospital yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah. And when I leave here, we're going home to graduate her and then a few weeks after that to pack up her stuff so that she can go to college. So enjoy, enjoy those kids. Make memories with them so that when they leave your house, they leave with fond memories. Yeah. And when they grow up and they have their own families, they have a legacy to look back on and yeah. a model that they want to make their own family after. That's awesome. Such good goals. <laughs> so glad you were here, um, truly. And I hope that you continue to come back, that you will continue to bless North Carolina family, uh, North Carolina families, um, and just all of us new homeschool moms. So thank you so much. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank <laughs> you. Well, that was some good wisdom right there. Oh, yes. Pay attention. Be aware of goes fast. And enjoy your kids. Enjoy your Ooh, kids. Enjoy your kids. That's, that's hard to do sometimes, yes, but you is. can do it. You can do it. Uh, she mentioned three excellent workshops that she did at the conference, and you can get those recordings if you go to nche.com for $5 each. And we're going to have in the show notes a link to each one of those recordings. If any of them sound interesting to you, then you can go check them out and you can purchase them. So for the past few weeks, we've been introducing to you some of our board members and some of our regional liaisons. We're going to continue to do that today and introduce to you Melanie Willis, who is our uh, Region 2 liaison. I had a conversation with her at the conference also, so let's check that out. All right, we're here at the 2022 Thrive Homeschool Conference, and we've especially been enjoying introducing our regional liaisons to you. And today we have Melanie Willis, who is region. I am region two. Region two, and how long have you been doing that? I have been doing that for approximately four years. COVID kind of messes with the brain on the numbers. Yeah, there's a whole year missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What region is Region 2? What are some of the region counties there? Region 2 is Surrey, Catawba, Iridale. I'm sure I'm supposed to know more. <laughs> yeah, but that area. Yeah, that's that good. area. And of course, as usual, you can go into nche.com and look at the map and find out what county you're in and what region you're in. The map is my friend. Yeah, I, I keep <laughs> need, uh, have to keep looking at the map. So how long have you been homeschooling? I have been homeschooling for 12 years now. Nice. Yes, I so have you graduated maybe can help one. People. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I do. I know a little bit. Not well. <laughs> so I have one that I've graduated, and then five teenagers all smashed together. Wow, I bet that's fun. That's loads of fun. <laughs> so is it? Are you two in the middle of it to give 
uh, advice for teenage, like, that period of time? <laughs> Love them. Yeah? Love them. That's about what gets me through. And let's contrast that. <laughs> Love them as opposed to being the, irritated the, with the them. The constant irritation, <laughs> the, the battling, you know, the fighting. The fighting, yeah. Don't, uh, don't battle so much. Just love them. That's great. Any other thoughts, uh, advice, encouragement for parents? You can do it. You are good enough. It, uh, it is worth it. And, and I think that I could say it was worth it long before I knew that it was worth it because I had other homeschool parents that I watched and I saw the looks in their eyes and in their high school graduates' eyes and it's worth it. That's great. They, they have good, they have a good bonding that you get out of all the time that you get to spend that you lose if you're sending them right. away. So good for relationships. Yeah. So good for the family. Growing them up in your home in Christ's name. Well, thanks for serving thanks and being available. I and I hope it. if you're in uh, Melanie's region, you will reach out to her if you need anything. Always there to help. All right. Thanks. We really appreciate Melanie and all of our regional liaisons. And like we mentioned there uh, in the interview, you can go to nchg.com uh, slash community slash regions and see the map of North Carolina and all nine regions. And you can see what uh, county you live in and find out what region you're in. And if you click on that, you can see who your regional liaison is mm -hmm. and you can email them and have a conversation with them. And uh, they're there to help you out in any way that they can. So we're going to go to our homeschool tip of the week. And once again, we're so glad to have Lynn here. And um, as we noted last week, moms are primarily who is watching this show. Right. Or we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, too. And so, um, but it's a whole family thing. Yes, it is. And dads are very important to the process. Dads are a critical key to making the whole thing successful. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of dads don't know what to do. Yes, we don't know where we fit in. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And so I think that's where you're going to help us out today, isn't that right? Yes, that's what I plan on doing. All right. Mm -hmm. Give us a tip. Okay. So I don't know what camp you dads are in. I was in actually both of these camps. There's one camp where you come home after work and you just start doing stuff, telling the kids to do stuff, trying to organize stuff, telling them to clean up, telling them to do yeah. some homework, all that stuff. And there's another camp of a dad that comes home and just does, does nothing, okay. just comes home, disappears, and goes to the room and has a little quiet time. I was in both of those camps at different points in my life, but none of those camps work. And the reason why none of those camps work is it's not being sensitive to the mother who's been there all day long with all the kids, and is also not being sensitive to the kids. So our first tip is going to be, there's been a lot of talk about work-life balance. Yeah. And I heard an awesome quote from Jack Welsh about work-life balance. I'm going to read it to you. It's so cool. So there's no such thing as work-life balance. There are work-life choices. You make them, and then you have consequences. So I don't want you men out there to try to say, hey, I'm going to balance all this, time, uh, all this time and energy at work and balance all this time and energy I need to put in at home. I want you to discover, which is point number two, the, the priorities. I want you to know what the priority is for this season of your life. Mm -hmm. Because in this season of your life, maybe it's more important and you're, it's better for your family if you spend more time working and providing more for the family. 
maybe in this season of, of your life, it's time for you to spend more time at home with, with the boys or the girls or raising them. But I want you to know, in agreement with your wife, what season you're in and then prioritize that season. And then understand that if you don't spend a lot of time at work, there may be consequences financially. If you don't spend a lot of time at home or enough time at home, there's going to be consequences mm-hmm. at home. Sure. But between you and your wife, y'all have to have a conversation and agree what type of consequence we're willing to take in this season of our life. Mm-hmm. So that that's point number okay, one. Great. Priorities. Now, move, moving on, one of my coworkers shared this quote with me. I, I think it's so cool. And this is about priorities and the importance of things. And the quote goes something like this. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not important to you, you'll find an excuse. For sure. There is, there's no way that you can say that you don't have time. You make time for the things that are important to you. Yeah. So it's, if it's important to you to read a bedtime story to your kids, and I'm bringing that up because, you know what my wife did? Sorry. My wife said, hey, can you commit to reading to the babies before they go to sleep at 8 o'clock at night? Yeah. And you said? Well, oh, I said, yes, yes, <laughs> wife, I would love to. I'm going to do it. I'm so excited to read to my kids at 8. But the, the, <laughs> but the real story is this. You know, 8 o'clock time, that's after my dinner time. I'm disappearing in, into the office. And, okay. and I mean, that, that's my private time. And so <laughs> she's bringing you back out. <laughs> she's usually bringing you back out. Yeah. But that, that goes along with knowing what your priorities are. There's only a small season of time that we're going to have mm-hmm. young kids in the house. Yeah. You know, I can write and I can study until I'm 80, 90 years old, but I only have a short window of time to have my kids in yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. So once, once she brought that to me and we had the conversation and I got outside of myself, okay. then I, I did it and I do it. Yeah. So when, when I'm there and it's 8 o'clock and it's bedtime, I go and read, read with the kids. Time. It's a special time. Well, yeah. After you start doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. then you begin to start valuing it more. Sure. You know, just the thought of it really doesn't sink in a lot with dads. But once you're actually doing it, fathers, dads of the year, once you start doing it, then you start to feel the actual love and enjoyment and the priority and the purpose of you spending one-on-one time with your kids. And I think the impact of it on them, Oh yeah. how special it is to them, we won't priceless. even grasp. Yes, priceless, yeah. Actually, so, so find find a way. Make sure it's a priority. Make sure it's important, and find a way. Get rid of all the excuses and just find a way. Moving on, tip number three. Now, this, this is a good one, because us homeschool dads, we have wives. We do. Yes, we 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 have wives. Usually, <laughs> <laughs> we have wives. So, as far as you and I are concerned, we have wives. So, this uh, this is the next tip. Tip number three. Listen to me now. Get real close to the camera. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> I want you to prioritize your wife's needs first. How do you do that? Because our wife's needs fluctuate. Mm-hmm. So as men, the same need that we met on Monday, we're going to come and try to meet that same need on Tuesday. But the need has changed, hasn't it? It's <laughs> changed, yes. So my suggestion, my tip to you is, is keep an open conversation. Ask. Ask the question. Mm-hmm. And I want you also, in the midst of you asking the question, I want you to refer to the scriptures also. We're going to 1 Peter 3 and 7. Listen to this. In the same way, you husbands, I'm talking to husbands, dads out there, live with your wives in an understanding way with great gentleness and tact. Mm. I'm working on my gentleness. Mm-hmm. Gentleness and tact. 
with an, listen to this, intelligent regard for the marriage relationship. Intelligent regard. When you think of regarding something, you're lifting it up. So intelligently, the scriptures is telling you to lift up your, your marriage union. Put it up on a pedestal. When you come home after a hard day's work, the most important thing after you take your shoes off and put your bag down is to elevate your marriage relationship. Talk to your wife. What do you need me to do? How can I help you? And it's going to change every day. And it, it might be the same as it was last week, but at least you're asking. There it was a funny show, Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. And there was an episode where she, uh, where Raymond, on his days off, he wanted to go play golf. And his wife got really upset about it. But the whole thing was so Raymond said, okay, you're really upset that I'm, I want to go play golf. So, therefore, I want to meet your needs, so I'm going to stop playing golf. And I'm just going to be home with you. And she was like, no. And as the show goes on, it turns out that it's not that she wanted him at the house. Mm-hmm. It's that she wanted him to want to be at the house. Okay. So she wanted him to want to be there and want to be involved, but he didn't have to actually be there and be involved. So husbands, I'm telling you, go and talk to your wife. Find out what her needs are and meet the need. It might not be as tough as you think. And lastly, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, husbands. Mm. You, at the end of the day, I know you're tired, but listen to me. There's a difference in you saying, I got to go home and look after the kids, or I got to go home and read the kids, or I got to go read, the kids, read to the kids before I go to sleep. There's a difference in saying that and saying, I get the opportunity mm-hmm. to read to my kids, and I get the opportunity to go home and help my wife with everything that's going around the house. So those are my tips for you today. I want you to think about the priority. Mm-hmm. I want you to change the way you talk to yourself and to your spouse in this situation. And I want you to make sure that you find a way to elevate your marriage and your spouse above all this other stuff. It'll work out for you. That's right. Thank you, Lynn. That's powerful. Yes. And we want to ask you again, share this with your dads. Share this with your husbands. Um, let them hear and be encouraged. Uh, we, want to, we want to help the moms, but we want to help everybody in your home to homeschool with confidence and joy. So share this with uh, others who will benefit from it. And once again, you can go to nche.com slash the homeschool show and find out how to uh, find us on YouTube and find us on podcasts. You can leave a review there. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the homeschool show at nche.com and uh, anything we can do to help you out. And until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy. 